This is Jane Hardwick Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Welcome so much to episode 28 of the Womancraft podcast. And so today we have Emily and Emily journeyed in 2012. So one of the first years um, since the school has been doing the Four Seasons journey. So it's really interesting to hear her story um, when Emily rocked up pregnant to one of Jane's workshops, The Shamanic Dimensions of Pregnancy, and back then it was a three-day workshop. So, yeah, we hear how, how Emily's births have really transformed and linked her into the Four Seasons journey. Um, some beautiful stories here. Enjoy. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the Woman Craft Podcast. Um, we're joining here. So I'm on the beautiful Derengunja land the UN Nation and really honoured to be here and to share your story. Um, we've just post a full moon in December, so um, feeling the fullness of life at the moment and, yeah, just really looking forward to taking this time to hear your story. Um, we were just chatting before and you began in 2012, so one of the first um, four Seasons journey. So, yeah, really excited to uh, witness you in this growth and transformation. So, big welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, I always love to start. Um, you, you just mentioned before that you were pregnant um, when you found Jane and the work of the Four Seasons, mm -hmm. and that was 10 years ago. So, that would have been at Jane's property in the Red Tent. So how did you f feel called to this? Like what, what happened in your life to say your big yes to coming to this journey? So, yes, my journey really begins when I first met Jane, um, when I was pregnant with uh, my first baby, Matisse. So it was 12 years ago and so it was in 2010. And she was doing at the time the pregnancy, you know, connecting the shamanic dimension of pregnancy. It was, it was a three days workshop. And um, I really loved everything. It was everything like coming together on this workshop to, um, uh, to be, uh, I think, to, to bring forth uh, everything around birth because I had a, a background as 
um, I guess, uh, as um, an art therapist. So, and I had bought like all the like the ritual and ceremonies. It was a big part of my journey, and also was how to apply that for birth. And uh, it was a significant time for me to. I think I, I bounced into. Um, choosing a home birth at that time because it's something I really wanted was like oh it's not I can't afford it or whatever and I think doing these workshops like now it's really what I, I want to aim for what I want to choose and then I really wanted to do I heard about the forces and journey on that workshop I was like oh, I really want to do it I was like oh I've got to <laughs> I just needed I knew I had to wait I had to give birth to a baby first and you know so um, I guess work out my life with a baby and then um, so I embarked into the four season journeys when my little one was two uh, I think even not two yet well around two, two years old and yeah so- wow and so tell me just a bit more because it is now a one-day workshop mm-hmm. um, that Jane and many others do run how was that being pregnant and um having that three days what what did you get out of it I guess if you can remember I guess what um, I got out of it was first to choose a home birth was a big thing for me to really um be able to to choose something I really wanted but I was maybe not having enough belief or conviction that was a good thing for me that I could stand for so that was not a very uh, big outcome for me to choose this. And I think that three days really gave me the time to really sink in. And I think there was lots of uh, talking and lots of uh, reflections and just feeling into the whole process. I think just having the time to feel into the process. Um, and I think that really worked um, well for me, uh, having the time to... Uh, drop in and uh, um, yeah, kind of it was kind of a letting go of the of the I guess life with lots of concerns and fears and really being able to drop my concerns and fears and really um, follow to what was true to me and I think I needed those three days. I don't think I would have been able to do that in one day for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> each day is like, oh, you drop a bit, you know, uh, deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. 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 How many weeks pregnant were you when you uh, did that? So I think it was around Easter. Uh, so probably I was like four, four or five months pregnant. Yeah. Around that, I think. It was in my early days, yeah. It was four or five Mm. months. And you were born in France? Yes, yeah. And so before you did this workshop, um, did you ever look at how the women in your family were born or any do any of that work around your lineage and how you were born? Not really, no. Uh, I guess um, I was kind of aware of the impact of the my own birth, uh, like you no know, impact of the birth, I guess through my, I guess the studies of art therapy, like I did the transpersonal art therapy, so we really go into that. And I personally think, oh, I'm all sorted, you know, <laughs> um, it'll be fine. But actually, my um, the my, my journey was um, very different. Like my 
uh, right at the end of my pregnancy, I had uh, preeclampsia. Uh, so it's really changed the whole plan about having a home birth. Um, I knew nothing about preeclampsia, so I had to uh, just kind of a big, uh, big, uh, I guess, shock for me to realize that. So I had like really high blood pressure. My heart pressure was really, really high. It's how we found out what's what what what's been happening, and I think I was 30, 39 weeks pregnant, so it was really right at the end. And then um, I don't know if you know much about preeclampsia, but um, what's recommended is to have induction. And I think um, my biggest fear of um, being pregnant was to have a cesarean because I was born by cesarean. And my grandma had cesarean also, so it's already like three, mm. like you know, like the generations of yeah, cesarean. Yeah. And it was, you know, just a common thing in my family, like to have uh, lots of uh, interventions. So it's like the way to give birth. It's, you know, it's really dangerous. You need the doctor, you need the hospital, and all of that. And um, and I knew like. If I had an induction, because I was really aware of, I guess, a cascade of interventions. Once you start with something, then you've got the cascade of uh, other interventions. So I knew I would end up with a cesarean. It's like, it's really the last, like my biggest fear I had to face about having a cesarean. And um, I guess I was very lucky because I had my my home like my home birth team so i could um also discuss about the results um uh of uh what were my options and also give me time to to digest all what was happening it was all very sudden and um and so it, it helps me to actually ask for time not having anything a rush uh, mm. I refuse the induction. I, did, I, I stand up to have some more time. Uh, so I was monitored for 24 hours. And in, within these 24 hours, I could, you know, I, um, I guess, okay. So I could sense in myself as something really out of control of, in my body, you know, had that high blood pressure and like really, I could feel the effect. And... But I always felt the baby was fine. And I guess all the tests I've been doing, like, yeah, the baby is fine. So I was like, well, while the baby is fine, I just need time. And um, I also could see, like, when each time I had my blood pressure taken, which was every, I don't know, every two hours, I think, like, just the, just the stress of, I could really feel what the stress in my mind and in my body was creating creating even more pressure. So I really could, um, I was really seeing the impact of, I guess, my mind or my stress causing into my body. And so when I was really, okay, so when I was really going into meditation and things like that before a blood pressure taken, because I knew when they were coming after a while. So I could like the, the, the result while going down. So like, oh. <laughs> um, and also I had um, been able, it was a bit of, um, um, what, what happened on that day? 
I had, because I was monitored for 24 hours, but I requested, and it was really hard. I really want to have like uh, an acupuncture session because I guess it's something I was um, uh, really um, not responding well, I guess, in the past. And and so to requ- when you're admitted to the hospital, to get out of the hospital, it's it's a, a kind of a nightmare. It's like no, you can't go. Uh, you got you know you got preeclampsia. You can't go out of the hospital. And I said that's what that's mm-hmm. what I need. It's I'm going to do this. So I had to deregister de- all my, you know to sign out and everything and coming back in. It was kind of a, a nightmare. And um, mm. were you midwives with you that time? Uh, the, yeah, I think they were on call yeah. and and they were uh, yeah. there as well at times. Yeah within those 24 hours definitely and so um and they said yeah you can you know you something you, you want you need you can do that so um and actually that company was recommended by my midwife it was one she knew who was um close to the hospital and so i did it uh and i did it and oh my god like just going in 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 that session i just felt like first like the face of the of this uh, acupuncture I felt like like meeting with compassion <laughs> you know like oh my god mm. this is so good and um <laughs> and uh I could really feel like my body was relaxing and and my blood pressure went down and it's like okay that's um that's actually uh giving me some relief and something that works for me and then so I, and my blood pressure was back to normal when I left there because uh, it, it took my blood pressure and went back to the hospital. Um, and then um, and then my blood pressure was higher, but much more uh, better. And um, and and so all my results then were just out of what was normal, but not so much uh, within those twenty four hours. They would come back to kind of just above what was normal so and um and i really um uh, asked i really wanted to go back home i like i just need to go home <laughs> i just like you know everything is uh, mm. back kind of you know it's not really normal but really normal enough i guess for me and so they accepted to, for me to go home for I think I had a, a day or two, and um, so I went back home, and whew, it was just a, a really um, good time, I guess, to get more information as well. What's preeclampsia? What? How can I? I guess uh, can I still aim for home birth? At that stage, I was still pondering that, or you know, do I need to go to the hospital and all these questions and trying to do everything I could to uh, induce labor, I guess. That was, I guess, what was um, I knew, like, that was, I guess, what was reasonable to do, you know, <laughs> from what I knew. And so I had more acupuncture, I had, you know, herbs, I had, you know, any things you could think of uh, that could come to my, uh, to my um, ears, no, ears of what I could do. And, um, um, but I guess nothing, you know, the labor didn't kink in and, um, and I was still feeling like, you know, that big thing that the, the blood pressure was still like 
it was still uh, um, it was still in me, you know. Um, so I went back to the hospital. I think two days later, and and then I had so he asked me to be there in the morning, early in the morning, or like eight o'clock in the morning. So I had all the you know I had the blood pressure, like the the scan, everything, and, and then just waiting for the uh, result of the doctors. So I've been in that waiting room and sitting with other women, um, just having you no know, tests as well. And and I don't know why, but the doctors to give me my results, I had to wait the, like six o'clock in the evening. I was like, <laughs> so I was there waiting for me for to get uh, my results, see if I could go home or not, basically, and. Within that day, I could hear all the, the like it's such a fam, uh, like what the doctors were saying to the other woman next next to me, kind of ah, oh, so you overdue, um, and your blood pressure is a bit high, so we need to induce you, and up they are like going to be induced, and like so many women through the day, it was the same same thing. It's like oh my god, it's just like the automatic. <laughs> things if you had a bit of if you overdue a little bit uh, or just about to be overdue and you got a bit of uh, blood pressure that's it that's induction so i'm like oh i knew what was going on there so um so when came my time so i kind of knew what was going on and so the doctor say it is like six o'clock in the evening and say we want you to stay at the hospital and we booked an induction for you from the morning and I was like, uh, I knew you were going to say that, but I don't want an induction. And no, by that time, I was very, very tired. I think I was very exhausted. I can, uh, I can stay uh, at the hospital, but I refuse an induction. And um, and so I started that journey of me being the hospital at the hospital, looking after myself as much as I could, dealing with. Um, a condition in myself, but also truth that I felt like my baby was okay, and which every test confirmed that. And the induction they wanted me to do, and I didn't want to. So, um, and so, thanks to my midwife and doula, I really managed to uh, stand for and fight for this right of me not to. Um, uh, not to accept that and it's been a big big journey I had all the things that um, I can decide to bring shame and guilt on my choice that it was completely uh, uh, unreasonable for the baby I was putting the baby at risk and all of this um, really like from the doctor's perspective that was really really hard um, also like uh, no, a few years later, had requested the records of uh, of this, and um, like even on paper, there's like things written on my on my documents. It's like it feels like a really not like against, uh, I guess, women's rights, <laughs> but ability to choose, and uh, it's on paper. So it's really uh, that was mm. really a wake up call, and. Mm. Um, and I had lots of cry, lots of cry. I, I, I had, I think, you know, um, Jane talked about um, 
uh, I think she's got like a, a birth formula, you know, what, what, what you've learned for each rite of passage of birth. And um, for me, like I really need to release. I think I've learned about releasing. I had lots of tears, like I release, release, release. And uh, learn to open myself. And um, and so that, that's, that's the few days which felt like eternity when the hus- at the hospital dealing with all the things and and i had requested um um after a while like after a few days like, i don't want any doctor to talk to me if i've not either with my husband or my midwife or my doula like that's it i don't want to ha- handle this conversation of feeling like i'm i'm um i'm doing all the wrong thing because um it was really really affected me and when I had someone with me, like the conversation, it was not as much like they didn't have those conversation and really putting me down. So um, I think the importance of having your your allies at birth uh, when you cross the hospital is really important. And um, and then um, yes, same. I kept going. I think every few days to going to the acupuncture. And it was always uh, a nightmare to, to get out of the hospital and coming back in. Um, they didn't really... How many weeks were you? Uh, so point? I was 39, 39, 39 weeks, yeah, yeah, like maybe yeah. getting to 40, yeah, like really mm-hmm. getting to my yeah. due dates. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, um, and yes, yeah, so, uh, and then I think on a Friday, it was a Friday, like I remember it was a Friday, it was a change of team of the doc, no, there's different teams and then a change of teams. So a different doctor that came in and this was a male doctor and he's actually sat down when he went to talk to me. There was, you know, it was, I think this symbol of sitting down and was on my same level. And for the first time I felt we had the conversation um, instead of feeling, you know, I'm the bad thing who doesn't, doesn't do what the doctor's telling me to do. And, and and mm. with this talking doctor, over he was, you and to he was actually talking uh, we had a, a a conversation you know like almost like how to have conversation mm, absolutely and yes. um, that really changed uh, I think a lot for me and I felt like oh it's not my enemy like the the, the hospitals are not my enemies anymore <laughs> I can actually um, you know like um, works with me and. Um, and then, um, and I think that I had refused also um, up until this time to have medication for high blood pressure. I was using herbs, but I think at that time I accepted to have medication because I was getting really exhausted emotionally and yeah, really feeling also exhausted physically. So I started having um, medication for high blood pressure. And then I had said, okay, if by Monday the baby is not born, I'll have the induction. I'm ready for it because I can't go any further. Like, it's just uh, emotionally, I'm just exhausted. And so, yeah, we had, I think we had booked the uh, induction for the Monday morning. And on Sunday, my labor kicked in. So, on a Sunday, it was very quick. And I think I had this conversation with my midwife saying, um, you know, like because I was doing this acupuncture and I was feeling the movement, there's definitely some, some things happening each time I had acupuncture. I had a movement 
like feeling um, like lots of things happening and and um, she said, you know, like uh, you have got a good chance because I guess my fear was having a cesarean. Have you got a good chance to um, to have even even the induction to have a um, you know a, a quick birth because uh, I think they said when you got preeclampsia, usually uh, birth can be very quick, just like the body uh, will. Uh, uh, yeah, no, like it can be very. Uh, because probably a sense of the baby needs to go quick. So once the labor kicks in, it's often a quick birth. And um, and so, okay, so I was I was accepting by that time to have an induction and even having a cesarean. I so said, that's, that's okay. You know, I think I've, I've done everything I could in my power to, to I guess, do what, was, what felt uh, a good thing for my baby and myself. And I, I felt it was good, you know, to... To go that path, it's if it meant to be. I was in peace with that, and yes, yeah, so on Sunday, um, labor uh, kicked in, and it was actually very quick. Um, so the baby was born very, very quickly, um, and um, yeah, so that was an amazing, I guess, experience to have um, a natural birth without induction in the hospital. Uh, that was a big, big thing. And um, wow! <laughs> how, so when you say quickly, how quick? Like how from active labor to baby in your arms? How? Ah, uh, but long? I think I didn't realize I was in labor. But um, when uh, I think it was a ten o'clock uh, scan, they say, "Oh, you've got contractions." Every it's like I didn't feel like I had contractions, but uh, you know, uh, so I was. In, uh, uh, I had like um, I don't know every four or five minutes contractions I can't remember like really close to, to, together and uh, so it was 10 o'clock in the morning and then I think I had my midwife coming she arrived and I'd, um, um, she arrived you know, maybe around midday or something and I also had my doula. They all came around that time, I think. And we had to, because we were in a room, I had to um, move. We have to move all our things. And it, it became like my house, all my stuff. Because we <laughs> so like, we yeah. have to move everything. It's like, oh, my God. So I think we've been a bit del delayed to try to uh, organize that. But then, um, so... Um, and I didn't feel, I think, the contractions started to kick in, I think, actually, when my midwife came in, I felt like, okay, I can see now. I can feel the contractions, something where, so it was around midday or so, and the baby was born at 2 o'clock, 2, 2, 2.30, something like that. So, wow, beautiful. And then uh, <laughs> when, uh, I remember, like, the, you know, like, it was, like, the pushing stage, Um uh, like it was born very quickly because uh, like it just slipped out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. And did the fear of the cesarean start to subside once the labor really kicked in? And well, interesting thing. Once the labor kicks in, I had my blood pressure taken, and I think I was feeling so into my body, like even my blood pressure was gone. It was back to normal during labor um, because when I was transferred mm -hmm. to the labor room I think they took my blood pressure and it was like 
when I heard the number, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, I was like, okay, I can do this, you know? <laughs> like my blood, yeah. blood pressure went, went down and and I think, yeah, because labor brings you into your body and, um, and yeah, it was not, I think I was just like, the body took over and uh, yeah, I had, I think I had still a fear of, I think an induction, so I think I, 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 um, I remember there was a hospital midwife who was, um, t- she told me, push harder or something like that. I was like, oh, I really don't want her to, to, uh, to, t- to, to take my baby or something, <laughs> you know, to have uh, anything. So like, I, I pushed and I think harder, which I've, I should have done that because I had the tear. But um, what I was going to say, um, I can't remember now. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Well, I lost something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, yeah. I just really felt in hearing that story of, um, I mean, it doesn't take much to get worn down in that place, in the hospitals. Um, yeah, I just really admire your dedication to checking out, going and getting your acupuncture, coming back and tuning in with your body and, yeah beautiful story <laughs> yeah and I think you know if uh you know if I can do it everyone can do it because <laughs> you know my biggest thing was about you know I guess my story about lacking of confidence and not having a voice and I think this baby really wanted me to really you know like um it was like a big initiation to to get that uh you know, get that um, uh, coming out of me, I guess. Because it's, Absolutely. Because yeah. that's all the things like being confident in yourself and your decisions and um, your voice. So, like, yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, the, the four season journey. So I had this, uh, you know, like the workshop with Jane that really set up some mm. foundations, I guess, to help me to have the birth, I guess, I wanted, I really wanted a natural birth and, you know, it was far from, <laughs> I didn't have the condition for this mm. at the end of my pregnancy, but, you know, um, and, you know, there was these things about communicating with the baby, I think had, a, I think one of the big, actually, it reminds me, like my midwife had suggested me to write a letter to my baby, you know, just to, to, so just to say, to share all what I was feeling when it was really intense at the hospital. And and I think I, um, I came to something that really, like, when I, I, I remember crying for hours and hours, I couldn't stop about, I wasn't, um, I think there was something about, I didn't feel worthy as a mother, or I, I, I was... Um, almost ready to die. I was ready to die, basically. Uh, like, um, like something, you know, because of feeling so unworthy, maybe it's better to, like in me, I had the belief it was better to die than being an unworthy mother. So that was uh, a big thing to unpack. And um, and then I cried, I cried, I cried. And the answer I had from the baby was all what he wanted, it was a, a mommy to, you know, a, a mommy um, I feel a bit teary actually a mommy to look after him day after day it's all what we wanted and then um, 
doesn't matter if I was worthy or not, you know, <laughs> or if I felt I was a worthy mother or not. Or, so that was a big, mm. big thing. And um, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, so, doing the, the, the inner work of the pregnancy yes, and then yeah. making you aware of these things that arise. Yes, so, and I, feel, yeah. you know, I believe, like, um, everything's, you know, I believe now, like, uh, we, I guess we meet our fears, we meet our, our things that really echoes into some deep stories in us. And I think we, um, the importance to address this and that's actually what helped me to, to move on, I think, and to, and to, um, to release what I needed to release and uh, allow, um, I guess the birth of my baby in, um, of, of his story to be born without mine to be, I guess with mine being acknowledged, but not being um, I stuck in there, I guess, stuck in my story. Mm -hmm. I could move through my story. Mm -hmm. And then so the four season journey was, I guess, for me, <laughs> if I, yeah. was really about connecting even deeper into this shamanic dimension of pregnancy. You are listening to the School of Shamanic Womancraft podcast series with Ayla Myra. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. Yeah, so your little one was two was at two. this time. Yeah. And you, yeah, this was 2012. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, head into so that I story had uh, another uh, big initiations because I had two early pregnancy losses during that year. So I had two miscarriages. How many weeks were you? Doing? So the you first know? one, uh, I was. It was early. I was. Uh, I think I was. I don't. I can't remember now. Uh, I think I was seven weeks, and the second one I was uh, 10, 11 weeks, so a bit further. So the first one, uh, because it was early, um, like basically almost no one knew, you know, <laughs> no one knew mm. I was pregnant, so no one knew I had lost a baby, basically, and uh, I only kept that. And I think as as I've learned, um, many, many women ex experience the same thing. They don't, like many women had miscarriages and would have not, it wouldn't been spoken with anybody or, you know, just very little. Uh, and it's the, my experience of my first one was really uh, being, you know, I, I am wrong. I've done something wrong, you know, like uh, really feeling. Uh, so that's why I don't want to talk about it, you know, like, um, and then, um, I had, uh, so I got pregnant again and then I had, um, so even like, uh, during the four season journey in that group, like knew, no one knew had a, a miscarriage, my first one at that stage. And then I had, um, uh, a, my second one, which was a bit, uh, you know, a bit late, like 10, 11 weeks, so a bit further in a pregnancy. And like, um, it was a very different, uh, like, 
because when it all happened, like the level of, I guess, sadness was, you know, when it it happens once, you can go with it, deal, you know, deal with it in your own way. But I guess the second time, it's like, well, there's definitely something for me. I need to um, to learn. Well, no, it was, um, I guess, a very big experience, and it happens during. Um, just as you know the vision quest like the solo i can't remember how it's called now the wilderness, the wilderness solo, solo. Yeah. so it happens during that time so for me it was my blood quest i called it <laughs> mm. um and very similar to uh and i think for a long time because my the first my first um miscarriage was really straightforward i had I felt contractions, I had blood loss, and it was, uh, you know, like the, it was done very quickly within a day or two, you know, um, and then the blood, uh, I just, I just knew what it was, because it was so obvious, I guess, uh, and it was very clear of what was happening. The second one around was very different, because I had, um, I had some some tiny some tiny like a bit of spotting and a bit of cramping. I was like, oh, is it? No, I was like, oh, what's going on there? Is that you know? I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like it is. I don't know. I was like really in a between for a while, like not really knowing because the it was not like because of miscarriage. Like you go to labor, really, it's an expense of going to labor. And it really didn't feel like like it at all. So I had all these days. I actually wasn't didn't know exactly where where I was going. If it was was this before you went out to the three days and three nights? Or yeah, after, well, or? Like, yeah, it was. So I was at home. I stayed at home. Yeah, so I was. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, because yeah. it was just, you know, just maybe a day or mm. two before. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and. Um, Yes, so the, and then I think, I think my body, like, I just needed the time to process it all. I think I just can't take it. Probably my body was like, she's not ready to go, you know, uh, to labor right, right now. Uh, I think I just needed to digest. And I think within that time I had called in. Um, so, uh, yeah, Melinda came, came in. She was living just next to me. We did the four season journey the, uh, before and, uh, I called her and she uh, she helped me to um, connect with the baby, you know, with um, a drum journey and and I really felt that connection, like I had uh, met the baby, and I think from um, I think from that really helped to rather than having a story of loss, I've got a story of connection, which was a very different experience, and to to process it all in the and I think once I've been able to connect and I think just say my goodbye to, um, I think to accept, yeah, you know, baby is, is not staying any longer. And that was a really, I think, a really important to be able to. And I had also other help. I had also an, another woman helping me because um, it was taking so long. I think it took about 10 days and I was in pain. Um, I had, um, I was some pain and, and you no, know, I was at home. Like so, I've learned like miscarriages often happen at the hospital, but I didn't even 
knew like women were doing that for me I was just I'm just at home <laughs> so mm. I actually had um when the, she came because I was I had some pain and she helped she had a little, she gave me a little massage and I think used a rebozo and then and, and then the baby was like like you know you could see the fetus was born and um I think I just needed that extra help to um to to give birth to the baby and yeah the same was really I've learned about I guess honoring and I was like oh you know I've really felt in that the experience actually being for the first time like a birthing goddess you know <laughs> even if I was giving birth to death mm-hmm. there was this energy and um but it was quite extraordinary actually um mm-hmm. to feel that and um despite all the sadness I was also feeling really proud of myself that um, I've been able to uh, give birth to my baby, you know, um, from home and and from the heart, I guess. Yeah, and mm-hmm. allowing my journey to unfold, um, and I needed the time, yeah, to unf- to unfold. Mm. Oh, beautiful. So yeah. yes, so the four season journey and mm. the feeling that also my you no know, my sisters, my mermaid sisters at the time, you mm. know, they were really I really felt they were holding me too, you know, yeah. During their their quest. I was in my quest and I really felt connected to them and that really helped me too to, to actually I guess go in the places I probably wouldn't have gone by myself, you know, feeling the the being held in the trust and um, looking at, um, yeah, like the, I guess the spirit in birth, whatever birth we have, you know, it's, it's a birth and the spirit in birth. I think that's also my big, big learning. Mm. Such a story of connectivity too, isn't it? Like just that <clears throat> opportunity of, being held at that time um, by your sisters and having someone come over and um, just feeling that connection which then allowed you to step into the portal of birth and like you said you felt like a goddess even though you were birthing death (laughs) it's yeah yeah. it's still a birth and the honoring and yeah what an experience what um yeah what a transformation (laughs) yeah yes so Mm. that was you know and really um you know, and Jane says that like every birth is a birth. Every pregnancy ends up by by a birth, either if it's you know uh, um, an early losses, um, 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 sorry, I forgot the, the name. Um, when you choose uh, like a termination, or you yeah. know any, it's it's a birth, and uh, I really resonate with that. Like, and um. And the care after, because especially when, you know, after, like the body goes to labor with a miscarriage and, um, and then you need to really, the difference is the body does, the, goes into the same process as when you give birth to a baby full term, but, but at the end you don't have a baby to hold. And so the recovery, you know, when you've got a baby to hold, you, you feel like you it's easier to look after yourself and, and being in a recovery mode in a way, but when you don't have a baby, it's um, uh, to actually 
being remember remember uh, being reminded that uh, caring after yourself um, after a miscarriage and nourish yourself and being looked after is, is very 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 important. Oh, such yeah, um, having gone through experience myself, I just remember depleting myself after and mm. um, yeah, such a you know um, good point to say like you're in postpartum no matter yes. what yeah so treating yourself yeah. in that postpartum time and looking after yourself and, hmm. I feel did you start to notice during the four seasons journey like I'm, I'm starting to feel like there's that pattern there of because you're a birth worker now it, yeah yeah um, I just uh yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, I do. Um, I guess I've been really into looking after my children, and I'm uh, there in a stage mm. I don't need me anymore, and mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not as, as much. I know, yeah. you know, I, last yeah. few years, I, you know, slowly mm. stepping into that that role. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I like. I can just feel. I mean, from what you've just shared, I'm just noticing there's just those patterns of the births being these pivotal points of transformation um, while you entered into this work of the women's mysteries. It's yeah, yes. quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so you also do um, drum making and you host, um, you offer um, drum making workshops and facilitation for people and young people and did you? How did you go with the drum making? Like, was that the, your first drum that you made? Yeah, that was my first drum I, I made. Yeah. So I, I wanted to make a drum for a very long time, and so I was, um, I guess, very excited to uh, finally have found a place where I could make a drum. And um, I think the drum making process for me was, um, I think, I, you know, I got. I didn't get the full insight on a day. You know, some like some of the women like that, like they just it's like boom insight linked to the birth, their birth process. But I, it wasn't this way for me. Uh, all what I so what I remember it's before even before we started. Um, so I think it was I remember it's been during the night. It was late at night, and I had a, a two years old with me. I had a, a um, and um, uh, I was um, and I just remember going into the you know the thing where like a big tent, and then uh, it was it like. Going, to, I think they were mentioning so was all the hides being laid down in front of us, and we were going to start the you know making our drum. And like, even before even starting, I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. <laughs> These things, you know, and I start, I don't know, like I start feeling inside of me like panicking, and and probably I think I felt I probably had blood pressure coming up as well. At that time, and I had I remember having a very strong headache, very strong sensations in my body and and some angst in, in anxiety. So I think I was you know dealing with that, and then I think they just gave us some instructions or whatever, and I was like, oh my god, I really I just couldn't start, and um, and somehow you know I I I 
I, I, I started because I was like, oh, well, my baby is asleep now. I know it's going to wake up. <laughs> I got little time to do. So I just better, you know, uh, start with it. But um, I was still having all those sensations with me. And then so um, looking back, you know, when uh, I think when I had my, when I was pregnant again, you know, um, so I had, I had Matisse, I had um, two early pregnancy losses, and then had I was pregnant again. And then I really, that was really looking back again to all my patterns, birth patterns. And and I think the drum making for me, it's aha, I realized at that time, like the sensations of what I felt, felt really similar to like when I had the preeclampsia, uh, um, like the, the deep anxiety, you know, blood pressure, pressure in my head all of this and then coming back to my birth um i was a plan cesarean because my mom had already two cesarean before me with my brothers and so i was a plan one and she came to labor before before the due date uh, it was a full moon and i think all the women had decided to have a baby at the same time and when she came to the hospital there was no doctor available for her to give uh, to do a cesarean so they stopped the labor. I think they put some drug in, waiting for a doctor. And that, that lasted for 24 hours. So for 24 hours, um, I guess she was, you know, put into drugs to stop labor. And you can imagine I was probably, you know, started to engage and then I was just stopped there, plugged there. And then I had more drugs for the cesarean to come in. And I think I, I was bruised and um, I had some, uh, I think I was blue as well when I came out, you know, breathing, you know, distress. And I felt like that was probably my imprint of my story with, um, with like very similar sensations. So you can imagine, I could really imagine the sensation I was feeling with, with blood pressure, the pressure in my head, especially the pressure in my head and the anxiety and also the being close to death because each of my births were close to death. Like the preeclampsia was, I was at risk of dying. Like in the preeclampsia, it's a higher risk for the mother to die. And then my baby dying, but dying, you know, in was early pregnancy loss. And um, so I, f I feel like I didn't know at that time, but I think that's, when I, I was making the drum, all the sensations physically, it's probably link was linked to my my the sensation I must have felt as a baby in the birthing process. And then um, yeah, um, um, and then making the drum, um, it was very quick as well. You know, it's interesting because a cesarean, you know, it's it's a quick birth, a cesarean. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, just could already see some patterns um, feeling stuck, like things doesn't go, doesn't start, uh, take a long time to start. And you can think that being in between, between the time my mom went to the hospital, to the, to the, was 24 hours of drugs and then more drugs, you know, like feeling of being stuck. And that's a pattern in my life. I, I do have a lot. Often I'm very enthusiastic about something and then there will be something that will stop me and I'm stuck there <laughs> for a very long time before I can mm. move through. And um, 
um, yes, I think that's um, and and even the, now with the relationship with my drum uh, felt like it was not immediate the connection. It, it needed some time, and then and then the time really made me very bonded with the drum and. And it really, um, for me, it was really, it's really a tool I used a lot, I guess, during my inner journeys, you know, meeting the, my, my babies. Um, and I used it a lot also with my, like, fourth pregnancies when I, because um, at that time I was really fearful of losing my baby again. And, um, like, the drum has been, I always, like, if someone has asked, what do you need for birth? Like, the only thing I need is to have a drum. <laughs> I guess that's the only thing I need. Because <laughs> even you know, if I got it at the hospital or wherever I am, I feel like it's the only thing I need. So that felt for me was a very significant tool that had been really uh, meaningful for me during my pregnancies and mm. birthing journey. Um, Do you feel that like birthing your drum baby and getting to know your drum and did that lead into offering drum making? Like, how did that come about? Uh, it came about, I guess, because uh, it came about first, the first time, because I had friends who had babies um, as well, because when we were home, I guess, you got, when you got babies, you know, got friends who have got babies too, usually. So, and um, they wanted to have a drum. Uh, they were part of they had a woman's circle and they really wanted to have a drum using make a drum so they asked me uh because i knew they had i had a drum because i played the drum for them <laughs> during their pregnancies and or and um and i said oh um yeah, i don't know well and um and had melinda who um she, uh, who did the first season journey as well and uh, she said yeah we can do this <laughs> so we did it together um it's how we responded to women who wanted to make a drum and uh, made that available for them it's how it all started yeah mm. and did you how did you feel hosting the first drum making and um witnessing other people birth drums what was that like yeah well to- interesting i think the first time i felt so much like uh I remember the pressure in my head, the same thing, you know, like I felt like I was also uh, reenacting this. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, you know, it's everything I do for the first time, really. That's, uh, it feel like, you know, my birth story is coming to play. But um, I know it felt, um, it felt, I guess, empowering, empowering for myself and for the woman. And, um, it felt, um, um, I don't know, I guess quite uh, liberating that we can create our own tools and I can help women or, you know, people to make their own tools for their own, I guess, own inner journey. And, and I really love that. I really love that to have uh, things which are simple that we can make and have it um, for our journeys. Um, or, you know, it, yeah, so it was really, um, and I think that's what I love about it, just about uh, helping helping uh, women to empower themselves with doing the things that sometimes we just need a little bit of a support and guidance 
to um to do i guess what we call to do yeah mm, beautiful mm. and you're still offering um you've got one coming up next year you've yes, just done right. another yeah. drum making so, yeah, is that right uh, in yeah. april with sarah so we've been doing i've been yeah. holding them with sarah yeah yeah and where are you you're in so i'm uh, so i'm in like victoria um east of melbourne in the yaha valley in uh in warburton mm, beautiful land yes beautiful land very green <laughs> mm, yeah so is there anything um that you wanted to share uh, during your time in the four seasons that I, I'm feeling like you, the, the birth yes. really stood out for you. Yes. Um, and I know you said with your fourth baby after the four seasons um, you had a free birth with your partner and you. Um, do you feel like you pulled on a lot of that work that you did through the four seasons? Yes. Into that birth experience? Definitely. I think it was really, um, I think being pregnant again, I don't know, could definitely was so present to all of my fears and and I guess doubts and everything. And also I think I had that turning point of actually really look at what do I believe, you know, what is what the belief I'm choosing. And, and I think, you know, probably the biggest fear that any woman's got and the culture's got um, about birth, it's about death, dying of the baby or dying of the mother. It's like, oh, I felt like I met that. <laughs> it's like, I think accepting death was for me as a possibility. And, you know, I've been working also uh, like on the farm. We've been doing, uh, growing veggie, um, organic veggies for seven years for, you know, for veggie boxes. And I've learned, like, really learned, like, life and death is is one. It's a part of cycle, and and accepting uh, death as part of life, and not to be fearful of it. And when it when death comes to to honor death, um, I guess it's all what we can do. And I think that gave me permission and the freedom to to choose uh, to give. I guess to choose the birth, or the you know. To aim for like we don't like mis- birth is a big mystery. You, it's not something you can control. I guess you can prepare and guide yourself through making choices that feels right to you. But you know, at the end of the day, there's so much mystery in birth. And but and yet, you know, ch- um, choosing a path and making choices that were aligned with with my my truth. And the truth of my baby, of uh, messages I could have for my babies, and it really felt for me um, like going to the hospital or even going to the doctor gives me stress, and stress gives me uh, body symptoms, <laughs> and that's not good for me. <laughs> Actually, what I need it's people who can really have a similar um, belief system as me can support me that I could feel good in my head, good in my emotions, um, good in my spirit. And when this happens, everything flows. Like my body doesn't go into uh, stress or, um, 
or you know any symptoms like really feeling guys what's really what i need and so and then at that time you know um i wanted a home birth and i would not like to have a midwife but financially where we are at we are not not able to afford uh like having a midwife like <laughs> it was just not on so um and then i had um I had a support um i had also um actually had um, melinda who um who hold a similar value system as me and i think that's all what i needed so she she already supported me during the pregnancies and helped me to really unpack and do you know really in depth the i guess what we do at the four season journey looking at our birth story how right of each of our baby's birth and really unpack the belief system of what's underneath um and um yeah i think i've been really able to work with that and know myself and i think i've learned to actually not be fearful of everything but just of, uh, learning that my fears actually my my guides and my allies because they give me information about my belief and what i need to address and focus on so i've really been looking at my my fears and and learn not to be fearful of them anymore because i've really um because often there's something i found in society like if you know even if you talk about death like it's very taboo because if you think you talk about death you will attract death in a way or mm-hmm. the same with yeah. fear <laughs> if you talk about your fear you're going to make them you know coming yeah. but actually i found the opposite yeah. more you become friends with the, the death and more you become friends with your fears, they actually that's what um, liberates you to, to choose. So that was, um, I think that's, that's been my applying, I guess, all what I've learned from a four season journey into a very uh, most important of my, for my life, you know, birthing my babies. Because for a woman, you know, it's always uh, a peak time of, I guess, transformation and healing potential and i think mm. that really like it's been really in bonding like uh, helped me to embody that uh to its depth and um yes and then so i had um yeah it just felt like it was like the the free birth was i guess the only i guess the options only option like i guess i will have with no medical intervention uh, no medical experts because i've First, because I couldn't afford it, and second, because I think it it was giving me uh, just stress, and I really wanted to to step into um, uh, I guess my my own power and that being um, that I'm my own expert, which is something really new for me <laughs> to 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 do that in um um. And following the, I guess all the baby message I received was all it was so clear. It was all of this um, like I needed to. Um, I always had the message of I will be picking up my baby with my hand, like I will be the one to welcome my baby with my hands all the way through, and it's actually what came to real, which I really did. That until the end, I had 
I already doubted I will be able to have a birth at home, like a free birth, really. Uh, with, uh, um, but that's baby that guided me through this and gave me the confidence. I think that's that's what he wanted, <laughs> and mm. that's what what happened. And to trust the babies as well, the baby messages. And, yeah. How about your partner? Was um, he like on board? Yeah, the I think time. It, it yeah. definitely supportive, and uh, I think on a on a day I didn't realize, but I realized later. Like uh, it's so, it's funny because I was very I remember giving giving him things to do, <laughs> you know, very straightforward on my way of talking to him. Uh, really, uh, I was like, oh, anyway, it just was you know, um, and. I think that's probably what he needed. Like, okay, no, she's in control. She knows I just do what she's saying or whatever. Because <laughs> uh, I think on the day was, uh, uh, I think he had some fears. Like, like oh my gosh, like, oh shit, she's giving birth and we don't have, you know, what if something happens? Which we went through the whole scenario of what, you know, if we need help. And, um, and I think I've been really looking I guess educating myself and we did and knowing of all the worst I think there's five really emergency situations mainly that can happen that are um that are, are very urgent and and even though so we really look at all of this and uh, I had also lots of talks with um with uh, with my midwife I had with uh, my firstborn and she gave me lots of things that actually you could do if this worst case scenario happens. So I felt like, okay, all, all these things happens. We're still things we can do while we call the triple zero. And so I felt like, uh, uh, I guess we were prepared as much as we could with you know, all the worst case scenario that we could think of and that could be in our real. And I think one of the things that, uh, that helped me, like, understanding why was worst case scenario happens at the first case and often um you know like the importance of i guess of, um to be well nourished you know like have having uh uh being well nourished as a, as a mother and uh, the warmth and uh feeling i guess not really having low stress and all of that really helps for those situations not to to occur you can't you know if they need to happen they happen it's out of your control but i didn't feel they were really um uh i know they were not a big concern for me i felt like if they happen we can deal with what is you know and i think the big things with giants like you i think a non-powering birth it's to deal with what is even if what is is not what you want it to and um i think just being able to respond in the moment of uh, uh respond in the best way you can which are aligned with uh i guess your truth i think that's kind of the the work and and we prepared for that with with my husband with the worst case scenario but uh, yeah on the day i think it was like oh, holy shit it's all happening but um because he had, you know, uh, and we had also my uh, so my four years old at that time, um, you know, just kept it, it just flowed, and I was in my world, and yeah, I, 
I was, I think I was without fear, really. I think the, I gave birth without fear myself and I didn't even pick up on fears of my partner at, at, on the day. So, and, um, and yeah, when we couldn't believe it's when the baby was born, like, oh my goodness. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah. So like so healing and so liberating. And I think I felt so like the feeling of freedom for me, like, mm. oh my goodness. That's, um, mm. I felt so free. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. She's uh, really, uh, yeah, was, uh, yeah, so I think the four season journey for me <laughs> is yeah. linked between my first and my, in, and my, I guess, for my yeah. fourth pregnancies, it's the whole, all linked together, all what I've learned one after the other. Is, like, Absolutely. Yeah. Four Thank you so much mm. for um, sharing. I'm just picturing you, yeah, pregnant, just rocking up to the three day workshop and then. <laughs> Just hearing those words then like feeling free liberated and healing like mm, that's mm. oh what a journey and a journey that is the journey of transformation and um yours was with birth yes that's <laughs> it and, that's it yeah mm, I'm, I'm definitely so not the same woman as I was the first time I walked <laughs> a trans mm. workshop pregnant you know 12 years ago so <laughs> yeah I hear you on that one <laughs> So I like to ask before I wrap the podcast up, um, what would you say to anyone that's just thinking about joining the Four Seasons but not quite sure or sitting on the fence? What would you say to someone listening? Uh, I guess for me it was uh, I just felt the call. You know, it was a call. Um, I didn't know much about the Four season journey really, but I just like, yeah, you know, um, you know, there's things like this in life who just feel cold to it and you don't need to know much about it. <laughs> just, you just go for it. That was my experience. Um, so I think if, you know, if someone here, something inside themselves calling them to really follow that through and, and, um, and um, I guess... What else? Like for women who are willing to do the inner journey, you know, the inner journey of looking at um, their life and um, letting go of, you know, like letting letting go of their their old stories, or unpacking stories and belief system. It's a really good place to, um, I guess, um, start fresh. The, the journey will do the journey on you know it's it's will be a journey very different f to everyone but i just know like the journey uh unfold for every woman and we'll all uh um i guess we're born in a way in a refreshed with uh, a new belief system so and i think the belief systems and our values really inform us in our day-to-day -day life really yeah thank you so much um for your sharing and just yeah listening into those beautiful patterns and stories and um you know, what came up for you in each of those transition points and um yeah really thank you for sharing this and 
Really appreciate your time, Emily. Thank you. Thank you, Hela. Mm. And it's been uh, the same bit of a journey to come together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, you know, really trusting the divine timing. And uh, it's really nice to hear your little one's voice at the background because yeah. that's what it's all about. <laughs> it was quite funny because we tried to record earlier so because I thought she was going to wake up and then we had all that stuff that went on with like technology and then she woke up yeah. <laughs> and she's been great she's just been sitting here yeah. at my feet and actually mm. there's one thing I'd like so, to um, uh, there's one thing I'd like to add yeah. actually because I did the journey with my two years old and you know um, it was in you no know, I live in Victoria and the journey was in New South Wales you know at Jane's place and I really recommend to do it when you've got a baby I, was, I think I felt so held because at the time, um, like doing it, you know, because often as a mother, we think we can't do anything because we've got a baby or we've got a child, but actually felt uh, um, it's the time of your life to do it <laughs> as well, because it's where, mm. where you, um, to feel held in, in the, and it's like practical um, teachings you apply straight away in family life. And I think that's, um, that's been a big learning for me to really not having it, to have the, your your child with you. It's like you. It's like the work is. There's no you know coming home and like how do I apply that to home? It's like straight away. <laughs> it's it's with you and you embody it with in your fa- with your family life, and I think it's really. Uh, I'll I'll say for any woman who's who's got a baby who's thinking to have a baby and being pregnant and wants to do the course they actually it's a really good time to do it too so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for mentioning that there's been a few that have had been pregnant and then birthed and then come with their babies and yeah um, all said similar things and it, yeah it is really important to mention and that's extraordinary to have that opportunity yeah. while um yeah in the yeah. stage of mothering yeah yeah, and what an experience to be pregnant and or have a baby and then be held by women as we were, mm. you know, and, and creating villages, you know, in each gathering. And, yeah. yeah. The yeah. little one's calling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's probably had enough of me sitting That's here. That's right. Well, thank you very much. I really yeah. appreciate it. And it's really good to reflect. And, um, yes, thank you. Mm. Okay. And your website, just so everyone can know and find you, is wombconnect.com.au. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So come to the Yarra Valley and meet Emily and have a drum making workshop. Um, all the info is on there and all your other offerings. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. For more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players we are all in this together